Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. Welcome to episode 35 of the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. As always, I am your host, Jay. Sticko. Before I get this show rocking and rolling, I do want to let you know that this is going to be a shorter than normal podcast. I wanted to get on um, to your radio as soon as I possibly could this week. It's been a very hectic week for me. I lost one of my best friends over the weekend, and I, I just wanted to make sure that I got in these two games for all of you guys. I appreciate all of my listeners, so I appreciate you guys understanding and bearing with me as I kind of struggle through this episode but before i get into the games this weekend because we have two really good games this weekend coming up i just wanted to let you guys know and give you guys some advice if you have a friend that you have not spoken to in a in a long time if you just spoke to them last week if you spoke to them yesterday do me a favor do yourself a favor reach out to them via text message phone calls anything you can life is way too short and your loved ones and your friends, they need to understand that they are appreciated. So, again, I'm going to be doing this with a heavy heart, but I'm going to do my best to make sure that I break down these two games for you over the weekend. Because these two games, in my personal opinion, are going to be very, very close games. I think we're going to see a field goal win. I could possibly see a, an overtime win in one of these games. These two games are going to be very very competitive as they should be. We have four extremely good football teams in these two games. So I will break down these two games, starting with San Francisco versus Philly. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's roll. San Francisco at Philadelphia at 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. This is going to be a great football game. The Eagles are coming off of a dominating win off of my New York Giants, 38-7. to And the 49ers are coming off of a win against the Dallas Cowboys, 19-12. to Just to recap these two previous games, the Philadelphia Eagles absolutely dominated my New York football Giants, 38-7. to I thought we had a chance in this game, but it was clear from the first whistle that this game was going to be dominated by the Eagles. Going forward on fourth down, I don't understand what the New York Giants are doing there on their first drive. We should have punted it, pinned them back. I just don't understand the play call there. It is not what we did all season long. We weren't taking risks there at the 50-yard line that early in the game. It was just mind-boggling to me, but we're going to move on. We're going to move forward. And just to touch base about my New York football giants, things that we need to sure up for sure is we need to sign Saquon Barkley. I don't care what anybody says about him losing. I don't care about any of that. If we can get him for the right dollar and that right dollar is around 13 million, 14 million, something like that, I will be happy because we're not only getting an extreme talent at the running back position back on our football team, we're getting our leader. We're getting our captain. We're getting the voice of that offense back into the huddle. Okay, we just turned things around culturally. Why would we want to start all over again? Okay, and try to find the new captain, a new voice. Saquon Barkley is a good guy off the field. He's a great teammate uh, in the locker room. We need to keep him on this football team. 
Daniel Jones is going to be another guy. What do we do with Daniel Jones? In my personal opinion, I would love to see the New York football giants bring Daniel Jones back at a deal that is good for both Daniel Jones and the New York football giants. I think Daniel Jones showed that he is capable of being a starter in the national football league. I think DeBall trusts him. We just need to get a wide receiver. So look for the New York giants to bolster that wide receiver room via free agency and or the NFL draft. As for the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys pulled the Dallas Cowboys and they choked in the playoffs. I didn't see this coming. I thought they were going to play a little bit better considering they played unbelievable in the first round of the playoffs. And then they came out and just laid an absolute dud. Dak Prescott went back to just throwing pick after pick in just huge situations. But let's not put all the blame on Dak because that 49ers defense is for real here we go let's break down this game so san francisco has played a total of 30 has a total of 36 postseason wins in their franchise history only one behind the new england patriots who sit at 37 san francisco loves to limit the big plays they do a very good job limiting the big plays they actually limited to 98 total explosive plays which is the fourth fewest in the nfl but the Eagles on the other side of the ball love their explosive plays. They've actually finished second most in the NFL. So right here in this game, we're going to see a defense that likes to limit the big play. And we're going to see an offense that thrives off the big play. So that's going to be a one key thing that we need to keep our eye on early in this football game. Bosa is going to be an issue on the defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is extremely good pass rusher, as we all know. He had 90 pressures on the quarterbacks this season. He trails only one person. That's a Micah Parsons in total QB pressures on the season. Philly, as we know, is a ground and pound type offense. But again, they like the big play, play action deep to A.J. Brown type of play. But Philly ranks second in rushing yards this year with 4.87 yards per rush. Awesome. And then total rushing yards, they ranked fifth in the league. Philly's pass rush is phenomenal as well. Their pass defense in general is phenomenal. They average just 4.8 yards passing attempts against. So that is extremely good. So teams are having trouble going deep against the Philadelphia Eagles. 4.8 yards tells me that a lot of underneath routes, a lot of slants, a lot of screens. That's what teams found or thought they would find success against this Philadelphia defense. Eagles strength, obviously, um, on the defensive game as well, they play really good uh, against the run, but they run the ball even better on offense. San Francisco's strength on defense is against the run. They play extremely good run defense. So right here, we see a strength on the run game for Philly. We see a strength in the run defense in San Francisco. This is strength against strength. Who is going to break first? Hertz has the highest passer rating in the NFL on passes 25 yards down the field. This just coincides with, I just mentioned, those explosive plays. He ranks, again, the highest passing passer rated rater in the NFL with 25-plus yards down the field. San Francisco, this is a key point, ranks bottom five overall in pass passer rating against quarterbacks that are throwing it 25 plus yards down the field. So here Hertz is the best and San Francisco ranks the lowest bottom five in the NFL against. Sorry, not sure what happened there. I got cut off. I apologize about that. But again, San Francisco ranks in the bottom 
five against passers that are throwing 25 plus pass plays that are going 25 or more yards down the field. The question here is going to be, will Joey Bosa and the rest of this San Francisco defense get to Jalen Hurts before he's able to get off those long passes? This is going to be one of the bigger keys to this game. Can they hold so Jalen Hurts can get the ball down the field? What do I think is going to happen this game? I think it's going to be a really, really tough game. I think it's going to be a struggle on offense for both of these teams. Both these defenses are very good. I do believe, however, that the San Francisco 49ers are going to go into Philly and win this game. I get it. I understand. You guys know. I know that you know that I'm a Giants fan, right? I get it. I would never root for Philly, but this is different for me. I think. I think that Philly's defense is going to come up with a big play late, whether it's a sack, a, a strip fumble, uh, whether it's going to be an interception or something on the special teams. I just feel it. I feel something late in this game by the San Francisco defense or special teams that's going to turn the tide in favor of the San Francisco 49ers, and they come up with a win here in Philadelphia. My prediction, final score, 24-20, to 20, San Francisco. <laughs> Just like the first game, I really think the Cincinnati at the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be an unbelievable football game. Let's break this one down to you for you. Joey Burrow, Joey B is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. Joey B is fourth quarter QBI, QBR against Patrick Mahomes is roughly 50 points higher in the fourth quarter. So Burrow is totally outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter when they've gone head to head. Cincinnati has outscored Kansas City 26 to 16 in those fourth quarters. And Joey B is 3 and 0 in all playoff road games in his NFL career. However, Patrick Mahomes has never been an underdog in all 12 of his NFL playoff career games. Kansas City is the first team in the NFL history to host the AFC Championship game five times in a row. When I read that stat, I was I was sh I was shocked. Like time is moving that fast, and Mahomes is just that good with Andy Reid that they have been in the AFC Championship game five times in a row. They've hosted it five times in a row. That stat was pretty amazing to me when I read that. J Jamar Chase always torches the Kansas City Chiefs. So he's a guy you need to see if they're getting him involved early. And if he's cooking, it could be trouble for this Kansas City defense. Last year's AFC Championship game ended at 27-24 in favor of your Cincinnati Bengals. Patrick Mahomes, guys, is obviously banged up. Okay, If you live anywhere other than under a rock, you know that Patrick Mahomes is banged up. He's got the high ankle sprain. However, there's good news coming out of Kansas City, and there's good news coming out of Patrick Mahomes' mouth. He feels good, he says. He says he's healed quicker than he even thought he was going to heal. Um, if you watch his press conference when he's getting off stage, he looked good. He didn't have a brace on. He wasn't limping around. Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Don't get me wrong. But be careful if you wager on this game and you think that Patrick Mahomes is that banged up. Be careful. Now, of course, a tackle, um, somebody stepping on his ankle, all can change things for Patrick Mahomes and make it a lot harder for the Kansas City Chiefs to possibly win this game. Another thing that we know Patrick Mahomes loves to do, he loves to extend plays, right? Get out of the pocket, 
roll, run around behind the line of scrimmage, throw sidearm, throw underhand over the top between his legs, whatever he possibly can to extend plays. I think that's going to be limited this week in Kansas City's game plan. They cannot game plan for Patrick Mahomes to be running around all all day long behind this offensive line. Eagles are uh, sorry. The Bengals are coming for Patrick Mahomes. I'm telling you right now, their ears are going to be pinned back. They are coming for Patrick Mahomes. They're going to make sure that he is going to be forced out of the pocket. So he's moving and on that ankle more and more and more wearing it down, making sure that it's getting more wear and tear as the game goes on because the pain level will go up and up and up and up. Okay. Uh, during the Cincinnati's three game win streak against Kansas city, as I mentioned before, they have won the time of possession. They are plus two in turnover ratio. They sacked Patrick Mahomes six total times. And again, to mention 26 to 16 in the fourth quarter. So what do I think happens here in Kansas City? I think Joey B balls out. I think we see a good dose of Mixon here as well. I can see Mixon going for 70 plus yards in this game. I do think that this is going to be a the higher scoring game than the first game for obvious reasons. We have two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I still think Josh Allen is ahead of Joe Burrow. In my rankings, I have Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. You know, do what you may, say what you what you will about my 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 list there, my top three. But Josh Allen was banged up, right? Everyone tends to forget that his elbow is, is all banged up. Okay. Josh Allen, in my opinion, is still better than Joe Burrow, but that doesn't mean by a lot. Joe Burrow is that dude. Okay. I would love to have Joe Burrow on my team. But Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. So how does this game end? I think Patrick Mahomes has his Michael Jordan flu game moment here. I think he's banged up. He's going to be limping around. He's going to be holding that ankle. He's going to be laying on the ground for a while, holding that ankle on many different plays, but he finds a way to win. Winners win in big moments, whether they're hurt or not. And every time the best of all time type players have this type of moment, can they do it when the chips are stacked low? Can they figure it out when they're banged up? I think Patrick Mahomes finds a way to win this game. Being an arrowhead, in my opinion, you could call it burrowhead, whatever, whatever the heck they're calling it, is a big advantage for Kansas City. Kansas City. I understand Cincinnati went in there last year and they won. Um, that place is going to be wild, wild on Sunday night. So I do believe Kansas City um, comes away with a win against the Cincinnati Bengals. And my final score prediction is. 31-27, Kansas City.